Our brother Paul Wood is going to deliver our thoughts on the third sign, the impotent man that was made to walk in his reading. Again, if you'd like to follow along, I'd suggest this is the open book part. Remembering, of course, that's not open book, but following along with their references as they read, that is definitely open book for the next hour. We're going to look at chapter 5, verse 1 through 16. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had now been a long time in that case, he saith unto him, What wilt thou, wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Arise, Rise up, rise, take up thy bed and walk. Immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, It is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them, He that made uh, me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk. Then asked they him, What man is that which saith unto thee, Take up thy bed, said unto thee, Take up thy bed and walk? And he that was healed wist not who it was, for Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. Uh, afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple and saith unto him, Behold, uh, thou art whole, sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon unto thee. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. Let's give our attention to Brother Paul Wood. Can you see me back here? Look for this. Danny Stanton must have built this thing. We built ours in Texas by the stature of Brother Wayne Tanner. So, I'll be back here just look for the shiny spot. Well, for those of you I haven't met yet, I'm Brother Paul Wood from High, Texas. Uh, that's where our home ecclesia meets there on the, on the grounds and have for many, many years my grandparents and great-grandparents on both sides of my family were brothers and sisters in Christ. I want to thank you for inviting us here, Gladys and I, to enjoy this weekend of fellowship together. And I also would like to thank Brother Ed and Sister Trish for their wonderful hospitality and uh, inviting us into their home. I thank you very much. It's wonderful when we can all get together and and uh, have fellowship one with the other. This sign 
brothers and sisters, is it is important to us, it was important to Israel, impotent, impotent. It is disabling. Webster says it's disabling. This man had a disabling disease here which he could not walk. He was spiritually and he was physically in trouble. As far as this impotent man was concerned, we can all become physically crippled. We can all become spiritually crippled. But our Lord has promised us that He can heal us. He was going to heal this man. You remember this man had been here 38 years looking for man's way. Okay? Let us go to Malachi 4 and 2 before we get into this sign. We want to set our minds right here to what our Lord Jesus or what God's plan and purpose was for us through Him, through Jesus. But unto you, verse 2 of Malachi 4, But unto you that fear My name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in His wings. And ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall, and ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of fathers to the children and the heart of children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. But he will have healing in his wings. Jeremiah 30. Verse 17. For I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord, because they call thee an outcast, saying, This is Zion, whom no man seeketh after. Chapter 33, verse 6. Behold, I will bring it health and cure, and I will cure them, and will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. And I will cause the captivity of Judah and the captivity of Israel to return, and will build them as, it, as at the first. And I will cleanse them from all their inequity, whereby they have sinned against me, and I will pardon all their inequities whereby they have sinned and whereby they have transgressed against me. And it shall be to me a name of joy, a praise, and an honor before all the nations of the earth, which shall hear all the good that I do unto them, 
and they shall fear and tremble for all the goodness and for all the prosperity that I procure unto it. And finally, in chapter 17 of Jeremiah, verse 14. Hear me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For Thou art my praise. We're setting the stage here for what our Lord Jesus is about to do for this man. This man was flesh and blood. We are flesh and blood. 1 Corinthians 15.50 We may as well take that up. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, and neither do a corruption inherit incorruption. In Romans chapter 8, verse 8, So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Paul says in Romans 7:18 that no good thing dwelleth in the flesh. It is corruptible, it is sinful, and we have inherited, brothers and sisters, from Adam. And Paul says in Romans 5:12 that all men have sinned. All men are born of it. Job chapter 14. Man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. He fleeth as a shadow and continueth not. And doest thou open thine eyes upon such an one and bringest me into judgment with thee who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. This is where this man is. This is where we are, brothers and sisters. But, we just read that Christ can heal us of this impotent nature. This, we can be healed of either our physical or our spiritual aspect. This is what this, this, this sign is about. God's plan and purpose through His Son will heal us from this disability and this impotence. Let us go to our invitation to be healed as the impotent man was healed. And let's go to Matthew chapter 11. In verse 28 of Matthew 11, he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This is an invitation to me to come to the Lord 
place ourselves in a position through baptism for this healing. He has invited us there here. We must react. And we must react with competence of what our Lord can do. Man wanted to be healed from his debilitating disease. Jesus healed him. Which would be more important for him or for us to be healed physically or spiritually? And we all know that the spiritual healing of this man is what Jesus was trying to get to this man. That he might eventually be healed even unto eternal life. In this healing, we will find grace and be healed eternally. When Jesus came upon the pool at Bethesda, He saw an opportunity to show who He was. What His purpose was. He was the Son of God. Let that soak in just a minute. He was the Son of God. It was through Him that this healing would occur. The impotent man was an example of those of the flesh and of Israel and do not know how to walk in the way of the truth. And our Lord was about to show him great things and the purpose of life through him. Let's look at John chapter 1. We must know who He is. We must know. And this man was about to know and and he, he admitted that he knew who this man was, which we'll look at later. Verses 11 and 12. He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. But as many as received Him to them gave He power to become the sons of God. Let's let that soak in. Jesus was the Son of God? Absolutely. He has given us here to be the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. And this poor man laid here 38 years. Verse 13, which was born not of the flesh, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Who is He? He was the Word made flesh, brothers and sisters, in verse 13, uh, 14, and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I almost think I should jump ahead here. First uh, John one, the man who wrote this sign here tells us something, and I think it rather than later I should. Many of you, if you're from Texas, 
you'll know that this is the most, this is my scripture. If you want to know whether this is true, why don't we go to John and let him tell us about what he wants us to know about our Lord Jesus. Chapter 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. This tells me that John is telling us this is true. What we've written previously and on is true. We handle this man, we saw him, and we laid our head upon his shoulder. For the life was manifested. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Let us establish this fact here as we look into this, this suffering man here who uh, is... Uh, looking for a way to be led into the pool and, and, and to find uh, a cure for his, his weaknesses, his, his sickness. <clears throat> the inherent weaknesses of human nature were unmistakably on display at the pool of, the pool of Bethesda. Our Lord could have healed them all, but their minds were diseased. With the thinking of the flesh... So he chose the man who could not help himself. Jesus said, Wilt thou be made whole? And demonstrated his power through this man, this one man, to illustrate a vital and divine principle. Let us go to Colossians. And we want chapter 2, beginning with verse 6. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men and the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Now the verse we need to make emphasis on in this here is verse 8. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy of vain deceit. Was this man going to realize health and healing from the water of this pool? 
It was a vain philosophy and a vain, uh, and a vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what was wrong here. So Jesus demonstrated His power. Our Lord wanted this one man to think in terms of eternal deliverance and redemption. That's what He wanted to instill in His mind. The mere healing of His physical ailments would lead not to spiritual enlightenment, but to eternal death. Could He heal His legs or whatever was wrong with Him and just go on? wasn't what it was about. He did heal him physically. Those who would seek <clears throat> excuse me, the God of Israel as the means of their redemption must see themselves in the same situation as this unfortunate man who laid at the feet of the Son of God. Our Lord's words must be heard by every person seeking eternal salvation. And all should respond to Him. Respond. That's what we have to do. An active response. Our active response is showing up here in this room today, isn't it? We have actively responded to the classes in which our brethren have put together here for us this weekend. We must hear Him. And we must repent. Respond. We must become aware of the state of our needs. We must desire to be made whole in the eyes of God. This man was looking for man's way. A person to help him into the water so that we... Do we not see the world at large seeking for the inventions of man? and the promises of the nation's leaders for peace and security. This goes out through the land. We're seeing that today as we're here this morning. Brothers and sisters, the political heavens are turned upside down in the Middle East. We ought to be sitting on the edge of our chair. What's about to happen? This man's about to be healed of this impotent, see, forever. The natural disasters around the world, brothers and sisters, it, it can only be days. Let us stand ready. Let us don't be in this position here. It's not the inventions of man. It's our Lord Jesus Christ who can help and heal us with healing in His wings. This man was like Israel. They sought the wrong way to save themselves and would condemn one who would help outside of their own way in which they did to Christ. They condemned Him. Why? Because it was on the Sabbath. The law of the Sabbath. You know, they, they were still able to not really in their heart's desire to want. It, it was greed. It was whatever we might think of that these men had become to be 
instead of the people of God. But can we condemn them? I think we should open our hearts to them, brothers and sisters, for they are the people of God and they have failed. But we don't want to stand and condemn them continuously. Would we condemn Peter when he denied his Christ? I don't think so. What do you think was in Peter's mind when Luke tells us that Christ looked upon Peter that night? What do you think was in Peter's mind? He had just denied his Christ. But you know the rest had left. Peter was there. He loved his Lord so much, he was there that night. But flesh came up in his face, and his courage wilted. But Jesus was able to tell him, Peter, you are my rock, and upon you will I build my ecclesia. Here was flesh and blood. Let's don't condemn Peter. Let's don't condemn the nation of Israel. That would be wrong. You know, Paul says in Romans 11.25, I think it is, that blindness in part has happened to Israel. But we just got through reading four Scriptures that God says, I will heal them. The 37th chapter of Ezekiel, brothers and sisters, the rebuilding of that nation. So God will, will do this. The Jewish nation, like this man, was the subject of extreme poverty spiritually. They had no answer to the weakness of human nature. But all this will change when the Lord returns and commands the nation to rise, to cast off their spiritual penury. He will teach them that the truth concerning sin and death and the way of escape from it. This man was like the Jews. He thought he could be healed by being put into the pool. Does not the world look for healers and miracles? He was about to learn that his answer was in the Son of God whom had stopped to help Jesus. Jesus spoke to him and said, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. What was his response? Well, Peter, when he was asked by Christ, he said, Peter, whom, who do they say I am? The Son of God. You know, Peter knew who, who Christ was. This man was about to realize the same thing, that he was truly the Son of God and what was in the Son of God for him. Let's look at his response in verse 9 of chapter 5. We're told here that immediately the man was made whole and he took up his bed and walked and on the same day was the Sabbath. We see an active response. If it hadn't have been active, he wouldn't have gotten up. 
I think in this active response, we see this man respond spiritually to the will of Christ here when he said, Rise and take up thy bed. He had faith. And he got up and he walked. I was going to go back right here, and I did previously to Matthew 11:25-30, and we'll let that suffice for that scripture because when this man rose up, we see his response to that invitation which which Christ gave him there in the in the uh, Matthew 11. Come unto me, all ye that are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. What about this? Let's go to Hebrews chapter three. Uh, I don't like to do a whole lot of reading here, but I think it's important for us to understand here uh, on, on our our response and our as we are as this man to be healed of our impotent nature. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, he did call this man. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he hath builded the house, hath more honor than the house. For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house, as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Wherefore, as the Holy Spirit saith, today if you will hear his voice, think of this man laying here, you will hear his voice. Harden not your hearts, as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years. Therefore I was grieved with that generation, and said they do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is to call today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. For some, when they had heard, did provoke, Howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses, but with whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. This man is going to believe. with his response to Christ.
Christ demanding that he take up his bed, arise, and walk. So after this invitation, the man responded and believed, and he was healed. The Lord issued a call to him which required an active response. The man rose to his feet. The call of the gospel should inspire a comparable reaction from each of us. Men and women should exert themselves. Exert themselves. We should permit Christ to set our feet firmly in the path of truth. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5, In verse 8, he says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk ye as children of the light. Verse 14, Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Second Peter 3, and verse 18. To grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Jesus gave him a command. He knew he could not walk, but he found himself staring up at the Lord. He found grace in the love of God and His Son, Jesus Christ. His hope of faith was rewarded, brothers and sisters. was rewarded through His healing. Rise was the key word here. He was to rise from corruptible earthly things and respond to the higher spiritual aspect of the Word of God. If we looked here in chapter 5 of John, in verse 25, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they shall live. When he received this command, in Ephesians 2 and 1, Paul says we are quickened. We are made alive here. This man was in that position. The Lord placed within this man the the desire to be made whole. He showed no sign of doubt or disbelief. It seems to me that in this man, we look at what Paul said to the Philippians in chapter 3. He looked at the future. Because you remember, this man got up, walked, and went into the temple. Jesus saw him the next day. 
and told him, you know, go and sin no more. He lest a worse thing happen unto you. Where was he at the next day? He was in the temple to worship. It was that response there. Paul speaking to the Philippians here. Verse 10 of of chapter 3, he says, "...that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being made conformable unto His death." And in verse 13, he says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. That man needed to forget where he was before because he had reached a point in his life where his daily service to his Lord was most important. The Jews, with their response, was, who is this man? It almost reminds me of David when he came down off the mountain and went up against Goliath, you know. When you read that right there, don't you almost just want to say sometimes, he said, who is this Philistine that defies the living God of Israel? To me, I just want to say, who is this silly Philistine? that defied the living God of Israel. David, his courage there was almost as we should have courage here when we uh, don't look at the power of the Son of God or the power of God through, through His Son. They weren't interested in this. And when David did this, they weren't interested back then either. They feared Goliath. David didn't. So the children, they were the children of Israel were concerned because he had done this on the Sabbath. He had broken the Sabbath law. Totally misunderstood. of who our Lord was. Isn't it strange how man's attitude towards the truth as the willing as they willingly oppose the truth and all its purity? They refuse to honestly examine the truth. I think that this man showed praise and thanksgiving to our Heavenly Father and to His Son from His reaction and where He went the next day think that he was jumping and shouting with joy. It helped also for this man was 38 years, brothers and sisters, in this condition. That's a long time. Think how long he waited. And now he was healed in a moment. In a twinkling of an eye. He was about to understand the spiritual aspect of his healing spiritually. This miracle was a sign teaching that the Lord can strengthen us to rise above our weaknesses, brothers and sisters. We can we can rise up and and be strengthened. And by us being here today, we add to that strength.
Let's go to Romans chapter 7. We want verses 21 through 25. Only who He was, we got to know who we are, or we can't actively respond. We don't know what we need. But when we know we are sin's flesh, when we deal with it, we suffer from this same disease that this man had spiritually in, in our flesh, we must know. So Paul here in this chapter, and we won't read all of this, I'm, I don't have time, but he says, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Who found out right here in this, in this miracle? He found out. Who shall save me from this body of corruption? Paul says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. It's God through His Son that is able to heal this. It is not by chance that John records these signs. He knew who God was, and we read that earlier. In John, First John, chapter one. Let's end up with Psalms one hundred three, brothers and sisters. And when we are able to see what this man's problem was, let's see what. David says here in this Psalm of David. Very beautiful, beautiful attitude in our service to God. Right here. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Think of the benefit this man just enjoyed. Who forgiveth all thine inequities? Healeth all thy diseases? Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles? The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known His ways unto Moses, His acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, and neither will He keep His anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our inequities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is His mercy toward them that fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. 
Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him, and his righteousness unto the children's children. To such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them, the Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. This man was a fortunate man. And I will tell you that you and our faith are a most fortunate people to know the living God of Israel and His plan and purpose through His Son for us. Thank you.